0: Good afternoon, Dennis Fithian, Detroit Sports Podcast. Podcast number 10. Coming up, we will walk and then run through the Detroit Lions 2020 schedule. But first, let's welcome in our guest is the co-host of the Mitch Album show on WJR and a man that is true. EMU, Ken Brown.
1: Hi Ken. Dennis, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? And just remember, I was a hero on. We gotta, we gotta get that out there for the old Hurons.
0: Well, I was gonna ask you, you know, so if you go in and you're Huron, and then they change over to Eagle, it's one thing. If if you are a Huron, people are are very specific that they are are very loyal to to <laughs> Hurons. You know what I mean?
1: That's right. That's right. We'll accept the Eagle cuz we have to, but we were hero ours first. So, never forget the heroes.
0: Yeah, I was there right when they were changing it over so the student newspaper, man, they they had an awful lot to write about, man. People were they I would say up in arms about it. A lot. Wasn't the newspaper named the Eagle? The Echo, Eastern Echo.
1: The Echo, the Echo. That's what it was. The Echo, right. I knew he hit it, right, the Echo, the Echo.
0: Yeah, I worked there for, for one semester, and Tom Wyrot, who's the sports information director for Michigan basketball, was my editor and he sent me out to a, a soccer game. And I remember it was uh remember Tomongo Biakabatuka for Michigan?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There
0: was a there was a Greek guy that was the for the Eastern Soccer team, and he had you know so a very long name, and I was like, he's not Biakabatuka. And and I thought it was really clever, and Wyrot came in, put a big X on it, and I was like, Wow. Man, <laughs> talk editorial like
1: uh, you know. Editorial, that's right. <laughs> Just put me oh, right down man. there.
0: So uh, you know, can uh, you know my my first ever sports talk uh, radio that I ever heard was uh, was the Sunday Sports Album, and 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 I think Beckman did one. Did something like, uh, and I don't even know what it was, like on a Saturday, maybe or something, like he would, uh, maybe he was taking a crap.
1: I think on Saturday.
0: You remember that? because But I, I just remember yeah. Mitch, like he was the first one. He'd have Mick McCabe in at the end doing the, yeah, the high, school, the athlete high the,
1: school athlete of the week. Exactly. Yeah, and, and then. Uh, it used to be on Sunday.
0: Yep, Sunday night, and and at the end you yeah. would have uh, what the uh, chicken and ribs from EJ Nixon, and, and I still
1: EJ Nix, over <laughs> when it was in West Bloomfield, and you had the hardest tribute questions ever. That's right. You, <laughs>
0: you're right. Well, well, you know, you're so synonymous now. Like, uh, you know, I hear Mitch's voice, I hear yours. Like, uh, you know, just tell us how you ever to, you know, to, to find oh, your a way long on the
1: ride, man. It was a long ride from '96 when we started. Like I said, what. That... Of course, I haven't started before that, so I remember I used to listen to it, too. And then um, I guess J.P. had died, and they were doing a whole new thing at WJR, and they were going to bring in some new talent, and Mitch got one slot. If you remember, Ken Calvert had the earlier slot, and Mitch and Ken were going to be the new guys and the new faces of uh, WJR. Paul W. was coming back. He hadn't taken over for J.P. yet. Paul was doing focus or... In the midday, whatever 12-1 was, Paul was doing that. He was still in Philly at the time, so the whole station changed over, and we came in. and I didn't think it was going to last that long, but it did. So we've been we've been on since January first, nineteen ninety six.
0: You know, it's uh, what's great about Jr. is I can remember when they had the Tigers. You guys had the Tigers and. I would drive down to visit my grandma in Arkansas, and we could get, if it was at night, like you, you could get JR in Missouri, you know, like it was, yeah. you could hear the Tiger yes. games. I mean, that, that's crazy. That That's a.m. at night in a, a 50,000, what uh, radio that's people what call, what do they call it, blowtorch, right?
1: A blowtorch, because you, we, i got it in Florida at night, you uh-huh. know, the, the upper part of Florida, but Florida still, on a clear night, you know, you people in Florida would call in. That would be the great thing, you'd be taking calls. This was before the internet radio, where now you can pick up any station. But then, when it was like you had to pick it up over air, we used to get calls all over at night. Because, you know, sports rap used to always run after um, the Tiger game. So, you'd be like 11-1, you know, Dan Dickerson or uh, – Back then, it was Paul Chapman and uh, Rich uh, Kincaid were doing it. Mm. They would pick up calls from all over the country. You know, they could pick up our signal. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that is that is cool. Now, are you working from the studio, from home, a little mixture? How's yeah, that working? So like? Yeah, the
1: important people must stay at home, but uh, they 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 gave a couple of us the time to come in. So I pretty much have the studio to myself, and then everybody else on the show is at their location, and you know, we bring it in by. You know whatever device they're using today, so everybody's safe and we're distance apart. But it's only like four people in our building. Matter of fact, the whole Fisher building—I I count this every day—is only like 15 to 20 people who come in all 28 floors every day. Because you got to sign in and out now, and they keep it locked, so there's nobody coming in that building.
0: Is it weird? Like, I see pictures online, social media, whatever, whether it's downtown Detroit or downtown Ann Arbor, like, look like ghost towns. Have you seen some of that? Yeah, it's,
1: it's like, it's like, uh, well, it's like, it's like 1998 in Detroit, 1997, I mean, back when the, the real shutdown was going on. You see nobody out after six, man. And um, they right before this happened, it was vibrant on West Baron and you know, that's like kind of the new area now, the new area, a lot of. Hospital workers now are living over there. It's the Wayne State campus is spread out over there. So it's people jogging, and they got those bikes now that you can put your credit card in and ride around in those little scooters. Yeah. So they've been getting real crowded down there. Now, man, it's like you still see people going to the state of Michigan, which is right across the street, but not as many, you know, three or four people an hour, and that's it. Nobody.
0: Well, I mean, look—we would have uh, casinos rolling. We'd have tiger games, and you know, now with um uh, little Caesar's Arena, you know, Pistons and and uh, and Wings—I I guess those seasons would be over by now, anyways. But uh,
1: well, yeah, they really—they were over before they were shut down. <laughs> That's true. But you know, now the official ending. Let me ask you this: Have you missed? I know you're a big hockey guy too, but I, I'm not a hockey guy. But uh, you know, I'm not a real basketball guy. It's like I used to be because I just find the product now suffers to me. But did you miss it, or did you miss sports? Did you specifically miss hockey and basketball?
0: No, you know what? No, I like. I mean, the teams. There's the like I would watch a little bit, but you know the the thing is, you don't generate any interest from people. Like you would say, you know, night after night, hey, you know, what would you think of the wings? Or you're, you're looking for any type of topic or something right. on, on both of those. And it's just, like, really flat line. And, you know, that affects you. That affects you. I mean, you you yeah. you can't get, what's it say, blood out of a rock. I mean, you can sit there and talk all you want about how you think the Pistons are doing or the future. You know what, Ken, over the last few years, it's been... The the biggest discussion is whether you like teams, you know, throwing away the season and tanking or, or you're just too much of a true fan for that. That's been the biggest discussion point. And that gets tired. That gets tiring after uh yeah you know, ten, fifteen, twenty hours of, of, of straight of that kind of talk.
1: Right. But what what do you think is worse though? This is what I was Tanking Or what they, the Pistons and Wings probably are doing is trying to win and still being bad. (laughs) I mean, which one is really worse? Uh, I, I, I think I respect you more for trying to win and losing than tanking. I think they were trying to win both teams. They just weren't good enough.
0: Yeah, well that puts it into the category as a as a of a natural tank, which you know, right, came around tank, like right. you can respect that, like look actually we were trying to win. Everybody got hurt or we're just not any good.
1: I thought you're the Red Wings going to new phase now. The natural <laughs> tank or or, or just tank it. Yeah, the I, like hat trick, The natural hat trick or the hat trick. So
0: Yeah, the, the worst part about the tanking is like you're like, All right, let's go and if the Pistons would have been like they got the f- the fifth odds right now. The year before, if it would have been uh, Zion and John Morant, you know, that would have really been something for people to be excited about. Right now, you're like, hey, uh, LaMelo Ball, or, uh," you know, you don't even know who you want.
1: Well, and that's, that's, this is why, to me, basketball has gone down. It's, it's, you know, LeBron these guys around, but there's no stars besides last year where where a star was made as a freshman. There was no star this year coming in from college to the pros. Was Wiseman in Memphis a star who played six games? Yes. Sir. No, there was no guy or no guys that you know you might want to see as a pro level from college. And I think the tournament had a lot to do that. Maybe a name would have been made in that tournament, like the Edwards kid from Georgia might have been made in that tournament or something. But now I couldn't tell you who the top five talents are coming in this draft.
0: No, I'm with you on that. And if uh, Edwards didn't win the SEC tournament, he was going to be like Simmons from LSU. They weren't even going to make the dance, which is weird, you know, to think about uh, Wiseman. You got to see him just for a couple games, and then Edwards, right. and then, you know, balls over he, in uh, Australia. I mean, the, the couple, a guy from France,
1: another right. guy. Like guy from Dayton that just comes up with this minute. Top, I didn't even see him play this year. They say, Obi Toppin, Obi Toppin. I said, who is that? I I've never, I've never heard of him until – you know, the end of the season when I guess his numbers came out, but he wasn't on the radar coming into the year to no. me.
0: No, he wasn't on anybody's radar, but that's the one where the tournament, because they were going to have a pretty high seed and people like an underdog to begin with. And then you got a star and, and a guy that's considered a, a lottery pick. That would have been the one that if he right. would have been on a little bit of a run there, people would have gotten behind Dayton and, and liked uh, at Obi top. And well, you know what? We're spoiled Ken, because, You like me, you know, came up when you know the Pistons got Isaiah, and it was just they just kept taking those steps, little by little, and then it would be disaster, and then it looked like they were going to win, but they just kept ticking them off, and then it was, you know, they took down the Celtics, and then they got to the Lakers, and they lost to them, and then they took them down, so and then they held off Jordan, and I know you know all of that because uh, it's it's funny. To me, not uh, to maybe to other people, but uh, it's funny where your your memory gets blurred because I remember putting out a tweet. I don't know if it was last year or the uh, the year before about oh I remember Isaiah tore his Achilles against the Knicks and that was it and I never saw him again and then <laughs> like a minute later you sent like no <laughs> it wasn't against the Knicks and I was like really I would have I would have so bet Randall, you right.
1: yeah yeah because you forget the team and the name whatever but well, I was a little older than you did it, so. I've been through this scenario with all the teams being bad before. I don't know where you were at around 75, but they were, I mean, every team. The Pistons were off with Mean Geld and Eric Money. The Tigers had Ray Bear and Byrne Rule. And uh, the Lions were just, uh, I think Tommy Hutzbeth was the coach. It was just, it, there was nothing going on. In the Tigers, every team was bad. The Red Wings were the dead wings then, I think. So I've been through these streaks before, but like you said, you got to. Find some stars, man. With these young players coming up, you got to do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do it, and you know they they've got some drafts here, and then it's going to be a couple years. So, yeah, you know what? It, it I thought actually you were younger than me. So, you know, you're talking about seventy five.
1: Oh, no, you just I, look I, good. I've been through the I've been through the bad Detroit Wars before.
0: Yeah, well, you just look good. You know, it reminds me, like, uh, <laughs> I, I did see you once at the gym, and it's not like I just went one time. I just happened to run into you at the, the one gym in Southfield there. But, uh, I, you know, I, I miss going to the gym. Not not like I'm, you know, missing, like, you know, like having, you know, huge biceps or chest or anything. Right. But I miss going through the – just, you know, going through the paces and, uh, you know, right. hitting the sauna or whatever else. But I, I don't know if I'm ever no, going to be –
1: is that going to be the last thing you get back to? Because I'll tell you what, when they open up, I'm going to be looking square in the mouth of that gym wondering should I go back in it.
0: Well, I can I know that about three weeks before it, it shut down, everything was shut down, I was sitting in the sauna, you know, and, and they packed those things in. and You know, a lot of times you're sitting in there, but <laughs> – yeah, uh, there was a guy like right next to me and he was uh he looked like he was sweating before he came in and he was coughing and sneezing. I said, I don't I don't know what I'm doing here, you know, this is a, I, I can't do it. So I got exactly. out of there.
1: <laughs> you pull up to the gym and there's an ambulance out in front. Just keep driving. Keep going. Don't stop because uh after, that's gonna be one of my last ones, you know, movie theaters and the gymnasiums are gonna be like I gotta see about two hundred thousand people go in first and then I'll be right behind you.
0: Well, I like, you know, cleaning my hands when I was going to the gym and, uh, you know, I would wipe down, especially if I, you know, if I drenched in sweat, of course, I'm going to wipe down right. the machine. But but I wasn't like, you know, you'd see some people like they'd pull the towels and they would, you know, spray right. and they're over there wiping everything down. They, right. And I was like, wow, man, that's, that's really cleaning it. But uh, I think we're going to see a lot of that. If it ever comes. Uh, you know
1: what? I used to laugh at those cats. Nah, I, I envy them because they were ahead of the time. I have never washed my hands so much in my life. You know, in the last two months. I mean, <laughs> so I'm 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 all for it now, though.
0: Yeah, yeah. So am I. Well, Ken, I got to ask you. You know, you picked two of the hardest jobs to make a living in: radio and comedy. Was Was that always the plan? Where was somebody like you know? Those are really tough jobs.
1: Well, let's, let's take the fact that as matter out though. I'll take this first though. I had an engineering degree, so it wasn't like the jump was going to be that long, and I, could, you know, always had it under my belt. I, mean, I worked at gym for seven years, what, and then I worked at Ford for three. So I had always had, you know, something to fall back on. So the leap wasn't as, you know, the daring as everybody thinks. because I knew, if I if it didn't work, out, I could always have something to go back to. So, but you're right; those are the two hardest jobs in the world. Man, they are.
0: Yeah. Oh, well. See, I, like I didn't know you had that net under there. Like that—that's good. That's good when you, you you talk to the kids and everything to to have that backup plan. A lot of people in radio or comedy—they're just out there, no net underneath. Yeah.
1: Huh? I mean, right. No net. Uh, nah. I, I had a little net, so. But like I said, you just got to. You know, I made the decision one day I wanted to do that, and that was going to be it. And I was doing two things at once, and I decided to do one, and they helped me do one. So. It, it came out. A lot of people, you know, it just seemed like everything just fell into place, Dennis. It just seemed like everything fell into place.
0: Is it similar at all? Like, I've never been in on a stage in front of people trying to tell a, a joke. Is it similar where you're up there and you have people out there and you're getting ready to talk and, 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 and do your set and then sitting in a in a room with a microphone where, you know, you might have a thousands of people listening to you is is there any similarity there from from doing those two things
1: not even close the only thing I can tell you is the comedy stage is just you the microphone the audience you're at your freest. you know you can't hide behind anybody the audience sees you so you can whatever you do and say is coming from you Radio, you know, as you do it, there are rules. You worried about saying the wrong thing. Who you gonna upset? If this is FCC approvable or whatever, so there's, it's a, you're a little more pulled back. But you had a safety net that nobody's actually looking at you in the eye that you're looking back at. But like I said, on that stage, man, I always say that's the truth. That's why I always respect comedians because uh, you can't hide up there, man. You cannot hide.
0: Now, I respect him for that, too. Uh, I know just even doing some, whether it's Zooms or anything else, like uh, just doing some video messing around where some other people could be watching you, as soon as the camera goes on me, it's like my nose itches. Now I, you know, I feel like I need to scratch my <laughs> eye. Like I would be up there and I'd say, hang on a second. I'd probably have to be part of my routine.
1: <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you real quick the funniest comedian story I've got. And I, I've done a lot of TV on that uh, comment, but I had to open for James Brown one time. And James Brown is notorious late. So before I go on, they said, when James, when you come off, you you, you don't know, uh, you can't say James so You got to call him Mr. Brown and blah, 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 blah. And go on out and do 20 minutes. 40 minutes later, he <laughs> still is not there. And I'm running out of stuff. This is kind of new in the game. I'm, like, got about two good minutes left of material, right? And then it's going to be all. I said, if I don't see James in the next two minutes, trouble's going to break out. And the audience is like, okay, you funny, but you've been out here long enough. (laughs) Bring on James. James Brown. So just when I was running out, I seen him give me the light, and I saw James come down. So I jump off stage, and I walk by him. He's a little tiny guy, man. I walk by him. He says something to this day I don't understand. I I said, thank you. I'll get my money, and I'm out this door. (laughs) I had never <laughs> sweated so much in my life.
0: Did uh, did you get to talk with James Brown after that was at the one time? Like, I always wondered if he was like he was on stage, like just backstage, like,
1: <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, Like I said, we were passing him. When I'm coming off, he's coming on. I called him Mr. Brown. I said whatever I said to him. He said something that I could not understand. We shook hands, and I left. I was dead. I was out the door. <laughs>
0: I was gone. Oh well, we have the the real Ken Brown. That's your your handle <laughs> on Twitter. Brown, right? you know, who I'm talking with here tonight on my podcast. I don't know. Did you see the Lions' schedule is out? Did you? I, did,
1: I'm looking at it right here as we speak. And I'm. Did you play the win loss win loss game?
0: You know what? I always say that uh, it, it's a it's a, an exercise in futility. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> but yes, I mean I do it every year. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I still do it, but you know, it, it gives you a feel of like uh, at, at least at the start. I know the I remember the last time that I picked the Lions to make the playoffs. I actually, picked them to win the NFC North for the first time in, in whatever it was twenty five years at that point. And I picked them to beat the Packers, and it was the twenty fifteen season, coming off the loss to the Cowboys. that only lost uh, Adamic and Sue, and replaced him with Haloti Nada, and they started one and seven. So you know and people remember all off season they're like that's a really murderous start it's a really tough start to the schedule and i do look at the start of the schedule you better be able to manage it a little bit and to start out with two nfc teams uh, nfc north teams uh, you immediately you have to you have to split those games you can't start and two in the division uh, it would feel like that 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 might be difficult to overcome.
1: Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, unless uh, the injury bug hits them again for this year, they're going to dog walk Chicago. I, I cannot wait for that game. I, if you tell me Nick Foles is going to come into the field and just do something to the Lions, then I, I I don't know about you. I know I, I've been skeptical of some of the things over the years, but I think they got a solid roster, man. I, I mean, there's a couple of pieces they could use left, but I think they're solid. It's all about, you know, coaching them up and getting them to play. I think this team—it's a solid team—and I'm not a—I'm not a green. Green Bay was not a 13 win team last year. I'm sorry, I, 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 I'm not buying that.
0: Well, I agree with you on that. With the Packers, uh, they still ended up winning the division and winning a playoff game, so I, I do give them the respect there. But I'm with you with the Bears. I think that the—I uh, certainly think that the Lions uh, that will and you know should win the first game there and. I think that uh, they can be better than the Bears. It's like uh, every year, I, this is really weird that they go to the Cardinals again. Uh, that seems to be a real quirk here in the last like decade know. Uh, of going know. out to the Cardinals. Uh, you know, it, it's hard to say, yeah, I think they're going to win that one, another tie. But it, I, I think. The, the lions are in a spot where 75% of the teams in the NFL are where they're going to go 7 and 9, 8 and 8 or 9 and 7 and unless something funny happens like an injury they can go the other way like they did last year or if they put it all together then you know then you're talking about double digits but they're I think they're in that group there and now I, whether it's uh, I don't pick 8 and 8 anymore cuz you know ties nobody likes ties in sports so, you know, i got to pick 9 or 7 or, or 7 and 9 I'm going through it. I'm, I'm thinking more 7 and 9 right now, but what about you?
1: I'm thinking a little better than that, but face it. If you know the history of the Lions, wouldn't it be just Lions luck? The year they have a great season, 12, 13 wins, is be during a pandemic when nobody gets to see them. I mean, this is this is this what's up? This is you know, it's drawn out this way. It'll be the only time the Super Bowl will have no fans. They go, or the Super Bowl gonna be postponed. They make it. This is what they do. This I'm telling you right now. This this pandemic is a sign that the, this is the year the Lions do something, but nobody will see it.
0: Lions do something, the second wave of the pandemic hits, and they shut it down and, <laughs> and postpone They shut it. Down. They shut it. As a matter of fact, Lion, like, they will have a 15 point lead at
1: halftime, and they shut the second half off on no, the no. pandemic. That's, that's what the that's, only Lions could do that.
0: You know what? I think you are onto something. I also think you have a pretty good comedy routine for that, like uh, uh, to work <laughs> I in think there. That will
1: be going in the act. That will be going in.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, do you use the lions? <laughs> sometimes, I mean, uh, you would have to, right? I mean, if you're from Detroit.
1: Oh yeah, man! Back when I first started, that was that was because Jim Arnold was around when I was first doing it. And that, I mean, that was just it was just too much comic gold in that team. You know, that, those teams, those uh, last teams before Wayne Fontz took over, there's just too much comic gold.
0: Yeah, you talk about Monty Clark's sweater. and
1: Monty Clark's sweater, the May Day call when uh, Jim Arnold's throwing a punt, a punter's throwing out yeah. the end zone on the fourth. I mean, dude, I, I remember there was a bit, I forgot what it was. But it was like, where else do you see 80,000 people gather and, and spring and say, Jesus Christ, because the Pope was coming to the Superdome. <laughs> and right. somebody said, no, it was a Lions game. So I remember that was that was one of the first bits I used to do.
0: Yeah, well, I'm no comedian, but I would I would think about working the you know the the Wonder Bread and and, and Bubba Baker. I mean, those were the billboards around town. That's what I remember <laughs> as a young kid.
1: Yeah, and when I first one of the first shows that Mark really's idea when I was just coming up, I was doing getting paid for the first time. Rodney Pete was at the show, and he <laughs> he said right up front, you know, I had to give it to him. I had to give it. To him. I told him he got hurt when they brought drinks. To him. I mean, I had the whole thing going with it. He loved it though.
0: Did you ever hear the story about was it Wayne Fonts calling up Andre Ware to tell him he was getting the start, but he had the wrong number and he called Pete instead and left it? I, I don't know if it's it, no,
1: that wasn't Wayne Fonts. That was Mister Ford. <laughs> Mister Mister Ford? Ford. He he somehow he got told that Andre Ware was going to start. So he was going to call him up and congratulate him on the start, and he called the other quarterback. I forgot which one he called. Was it Peter Kramer? But he called him up and left it on that machine. And the other quarterback brought the machine, the, the message in. <laughs>
0: that's pretty good stuff.
1: That's pretty good stuff. that is Lions, man. that it's is Lions. That,
0: that is pretty that, – that, that's fun. Well, you know what, Ken? I, I think, you know, uh, we just hope we get football. But, you know, every anybody's guess, if they're actually going to have this, it's fun to look at the schedule and – and talk about week one, but they could be playing week one. It, it could be in December,
1: you know? Yeah, they could be. I figure if they can get a, a, a legitimate season is nine games or more. If they get nine of them in, then it's a season. And, you know, you can you can find out if you're good or not by nine games.
0: Well, it would be great if I could pick the nine games that they could play, you know, the, the opponents <laughs> right, there. Maybe maybe exactly. then I could get them in. I, I don't care. You know what? If they wanted to win the NFC North or if they win the NFC North for the first time in almost 30 years, what, since uh, 93 and, you know, it's yeah. just a nine-game slate, uh, I'd be yeah, happy.
1: How about a home playoff game? How about a whole playoff game? wish nobody would be there, but at least how about a home playoff game? Okay,
0: a home playoff game it. where they're only going to let ten thousand people in, Let's and you have to <laughs> you have to show up, and in and, and, and you know every fifteen minutes uh, another hundred people right. show up at the sit in rows. I saw some of that. Maybe
1: exactly. I'm gonna, telling you, man, this is it. This is the lion's luck. I'm telling you, this is going to happen. I'm willing. I'm like Levar Ball. I'm gonna wheel this into existence.
0: Well, for you, I hope that happens, and I also hope the Pistons get LaMelo Ball, so we'll have, you know, LaVar Ball, and we'll have that whole comedy routine. So, uh... Can you
1: imagine that show coming to town?
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah, You know what? (laughs) There doesn't seem to be a consensus on who the number one pick is, but I see a lot of people, you know, talking about Ball. Edwards, we already talked about from Georgia. Wiseman. uh, I've seen the kid from France, uh, his name being thrown around, so – you know what? Uh, That's it's good, and but you know there, there's not a Zion Williamson there. But you know what? If you're if you're you're picking fifth, it might be just you might get the the best player in the draft.
1: Yeah, uh, Laval Ball in town every week. Can you imagine that? As a father, oh my goodness, I don't know. We have, I'll tell you right now, he has to have his own show. He'd have to have his own show.
0: Well, I'm expecting you to have him on uh, the first week. That'd be fun. You and Mitch oh, yeah, no throwing, throwing no fastballs, right? <laughs> throwing fastballs. Yeah, you, you start, no them, start them out with some easy ones, but it won't take long, will yes, it?
1: No, it won't take long at all. Just let, wind him up and let him go. That's
0: right. Well, Ken, <laughs> uh, before I let you go, tell me about uh, radio now during a, a pandemic. Is it is it pretty – I mean, I know you're talking about everything that's going on day to day, which is so weird and, and, and completely different – than what you're used to well, talking about. you know what about.
1: the station I'm on, so you know what where they lean toward most of the shows. So, you know, when you come on after Limbo and other like, guys, you know what most of the listeners want to hear, or what they want, which we don't give them, but you know what they want to hear. So, I just the, the the divide in this country is just amazing to me. I try to stay above it, but I mean, it's just it's just crazy, and everything's political. But a lot of people listening now from this pandemic, but they believe whatever. Side their own they believe that side and there's no middle ground we got to come back toward that middle man As a country that's all i say so maybe radio and tv and other things can do it but you know this divide is just too crazy
0: you should uh, spend a night uh, at my house here and talk to my brother man i, I can talk to my mom <laughs> she's saying something my brother's got something else to say my wife's got it's uh it's something else just in the fifthian household so i'm I'm totally with you on that. So you're the man to to, to bring them together. So hopefully you're able to do that. Okay. Continued uh, success. Sing,
1: world. Hey, right.
0: uh, you know what? Uh, I'll, I'll sing a couple bars of that with you if you if you there need you go, it. Man. If you need it, uh, or at least I'll make when some I
1: call. You, you appeal the door. We'll do the chorus. All right.
0: Well, if uh, if you can't find anybody else, but if you need somebody to make some calls, I'll be the guy for you. I'll I'll, I'll find all some right. people that can do it. Well, hey Ken, continued all right. success and. Uh, We'll talk with you again, man. It's it's always great to to talk with you. Maybe one day I'll I'll see you again out at a game or, or out at the gym oh, or something. I'm sure you, you know?
1: will. I'm sure you will. You, you get back in that saddle, baby. We need you in there.
0: All right. Hey, uh, have a great night. Thanks for joining me.
1: All right. Thanks a lot. Thanks see you, for Ken. Me.
0: All right. Bye bye. Mm-hmm. There he is, Ken Brown. True EMU. That's their their moniker at Eastern Michigan for people that that don't know that. Well, I said that I was going to run and then walk through this NFL schedule as I just sit here and look at it, the Detroit Lions, the 2020 regular season schedule. And the one thing I know is that when you go game by game and you pick a record, it really is people make fun of you. Why do you do it? It doesn't mean anything. Everything changes. The teams, we don't even know. Well, you just have to – and it, it is hard to do. You you keep it in context. We are just doing it here in early May, and yeah, things are going to change. I remember last year when I saw the Lions' schedule, I predicted that they were going to start the season 0 and five. It wasn't like uh, me trying to be a hot take artist. It's what I really thought when I went through the games. Now, I went to a uh, you know a. A season prediction 2.0, and I would get to June, and then a, a summer prediction through OTAs and all that. And I was still staying at 0 and five, but then I watched the preseason and the Cardinals with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury, their head coach. I mean, they they didn't just look bad; they were they they looked brutal. And you had uh, players from the other team like laughing at the offense and and laughing at the system there. And I just uh, I, I couldn't do it. I, I I changed before the season started. I I changed that loss to prediction to a win. And then the the Chargers, who I picked to beat the Lions when the schedule came out, they started from from Derwin James and then Okun, their left tackle, went down, and uh, and then uh, you know they had a, a holdout with Melvin Gordon. So there's three big time players there. And then, you know, more injuries on the defensive side. By the time it got before the season there in the in the exhibition season and, and you just knew of all of those Chargers injuries, I couldn't pick the the Chargers to beat the the Lions. So I picked the Lions. So it, it, it changed. So there it is. Like I had them 0-5 for the majority of the spring and then summer. But by the time the preseason started and my, you know the the final prediction it ended up you know changing up where i thought that they would would get some wins but having said that you know you you say something at the outset just how you feel and then you know you're you can change it as you go along i do think that the lions could beat the bears in week one at home you know out of the the teams in the nfc north the the packers and they should be favored and i know they you look at a lot of the the metrics for the Green Bay Packers and they it, it, it don't it didn't look very good. It was a fraudulent 13 and 3. And yet, uh, you know, they I, I think that they should still be the favorite. They are in Vegas. The Vikings are are second and the Bears are third and the Lions are have the fourth longest uh, odds there in the NFC North. But I think that the Lions can beat the Bears and certainly at home, and I would pick them to to win that game. Now, the Packers almost always just automatically at Green Bay, you know, put a, you know, L next to it. And and why not? Like, you know, two, three times in the last uh, 30 years, like the odds are, are on your side. And then, you know, last year they should have beat the Packers. They should have beaten Green Bay. But you know what? We know that before. They they kicked that ball off against Green Bay. We know that there's going to be some bad calls. We know that Trey Flowers is going to get a hand to the face, maybe one, maybe two, maybe two, at the uh, at the end of the game. Uh, we do know that they lifted the pass interference rule; that they're not going to have that. It's they didn't have it very much last year anyway. So, yeah. So, uh, but I I've said all that. I'll, I'll put a, a loss next to that one. At Green Bay, but then uh, going to Arizona to beat the Cardinals, we go ahead and uh, and give them a win there. So there's there's two wins, and then uh, at the versus the Saints at home, I picked the Saints to go to the Super Bowl last year. Do I think that the Saints can come into Ford Field and beat the Lions? Uh, I, I, I do. So going into the bye, which is Week Five, the Lions two and two. Coming out of the bye, they hit the road for two games at the Jags, at the Falcons. You know, that seems like a split. Could they go on the road and win two games? Yeah, they certainly could beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Could they beat the Falcons? I think they can. There's two road wins in a row. They come home and uh, host the Colts. The Colts and the man, Phillip Rivers, who... I don't trust. I think they can beat the Colts. Well, wow. three wins in a row at Minnesota for the next one. I'm going to give them a loss there. Coming back in week 10 to host the Redskins. Come on, W. Down to play the Panthers. I got a W there. Look at this. Week 12. Thanksgiving against the Texans. I was on doing a post-game show after the Lions and Texas game on Thanksgiving where Jim Schwartz fired that challenge flag out of the field. Was it said, four set with the fumble? And oh man, that was uh that was some game, some post-game, but you know, I think the Lions can win that one. This is crazy. So then let me just get down to the final one here at the Bears, Packers, Titans, Bucks, and Vikings. This is good. Who wins do I have them? One, two, three, four, five. Two, four, six, seven. I already have them at eight going into the final five games of the year. I'm going to have them split with the Bears. There's a loss. Packers at home. Here, I remember I said seven and nine to Ken just a little while ago. I think they can beat the Packers, but then I'll have them lose to the Titans and Bucks. And the Vikings three losses in a row to end the season. Where we're thinking about them winning the NFC North. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine and seven on my in my original prediction here with the NFL schedule out. Nine and seven, subject to change. I know depending on who you are, if you stayed all the way through this, you're like you must be crazy if you think they're going to win this game or that game. But then In the same breath, you're a big Lions fan. You get down and think, you think they're going to lose the last three against the Titans and Bucks and Vikings? Come on. Well, you make your picks. I'll make my picks. And we'll see how it shakes out at the end. How many more times am I going to go through that schedule? A few times. How many more times will I, I change the prediction before the season starts? Well, I don't know when the season will start. Last year, I did it three, four times. I well, uh, had, the, had the summer edition where I stayed the same. I, I, I'm feeling nine and seven right now. And look, my, my first thing was feeling like seven and nine. Then I walked through it, nine and seven. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm going to do this again coming up. I'm into double digits on the podcast. Thanks to Ken Brown for joining me. And that's going to do it here. I'm Dennis Fithian, Detroit sports podcast number 10 in the books. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.